What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to season two, episode one. Woo! Or season two, episode eight. How we doing this? One. Season two, episode one yes. of the Black and Therapy podcast, where we are discussing journeys, dismantling myths, and discovering our truths. It's Sarah Ashley here, and I'm here with my dope co-host. What's up, y'all? It's Donna. I'm back. We're both back off of our break. We thank all of you all for listening to our previous season, and we're ready to launch season two. Yes, season one was crazy, wasn't it? Season one was good. We had some good guests. We definitely did. Yeah, we got some good feedback. We got some other feedback that, you know, things that we need to work on. But that's that's part of the journey. Right, I loved it. Yeah, we want to thank everybody that followed us um, on our page. And we're going to be more diligent, I feel, this season about posting and posting some more tools and tips and everything else like that on the page. So, again, thank everybody for um, just supporting us. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to follow Black and Therapy Podcast on Instagram. Right, correct, correct. All right, so Donna, we want to jump into our segments. We know our first segment is always I Got a Story to Tell. So, Sarah, <laughs> let's talk about your story, sis. Tell us about the story. And, and excuse us, yo, well, excuse me if I'm a little rusty, because, you know, it's been it's been a while. We've been we've been on hiatus for just just a little bit. About a month. Over a month. Over a month, yeah. Um, But, Sarah, sis, tell me about your story. I know you got some. Uh, Give so, us one. So, um, my journey since the last time we recorded, right? That's the story mm-hmm. you want to hear? That's the story. Um, So, I quit my job. I quit my full-time job um it's a it's a struggle right when you know what God wants you to do but you kind of want to live your own life and and be comfortable I think that we get caught and stuck a lot of times in comfortability and so because I didn't I have a fear of being broke right that's and that's a part of my trust that I need to like really 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 start trusting God for um I went back to work and got a full-time job and it was lovely it was lovely having an abundant savings account and mm-hmm. having to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Um, but that time came to an end. Um, it got really rough at work and I didn't quit because it got rough. I quit because I knew that God was making it rough. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't get fired. I quit. Um, but it became uncomfortable because of who I am outside of the job. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that it got back to my employer's what I actually do. Mm-hmm. And even today when I was on the call with the lady and she was like, oh, I know you. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It got it got to be a little bit too much. And um, when you are focusing on other things and that the other things that you're focusing on is your purpose and what you love, the other thing kind of lacks too. And so it wouldn't be fair to me to continue to try to do both when my heart and my passion is to um, do my nonprofit, Dare to Hope, and to... Um, do Simple Minds LLC and to do Black and Therapy podcasts. I think that I'm doing, I was doing everybody a disservice, including myself and even including God who had a purpose for me, right? Mm-hmm. He has a purpose for me. So yeah, so that's the biggest thing that has happened um, since we last recorded. And you know, I've been contemplating that for a while mm-hmm. anyway. So it was time to just actually take that leap. So the leap has been taken. And so here we are. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so proud of you because, I mean, not that I didn't think or didn't know that you would do it. Because we, we all, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We talk about what we'd rather be doing. We talk about how much time and how much energy that some things may take from us. And and you made a great point about doing the, the disservice to your own self. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we 
as service people, right? We work in service. We right. provide service. Whether you're a mom providing service to your children or whether you're a therapist providing services or you don't even have to be a therapist. No matter what service job you're in, you have to service yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was good that you made that point because I think that sometimes people don't realize that when they're spreading themselves too thin, they think that they're, you know, superwoman or, you know, can do it all. But, you know, you're not doing something to the full potential of mm-hmm. it. And, you know, Dare to Hope is dope. You know, Simple Minds LLC is growing. Black and Therapy Podcast, we're here. Um, and, I mean, of course, I want you and I see you and I know that you're going to give it your all and, you know, do more. But also, I think we talked about this um, last season about us always feeling like, People thinking we do a lot, but we feeling like we need to be doing so much more. Right. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at, too, and feeling like, you know, there's so much more that, that we can do. But right. that's dope. One thing that I, I realized is that, um, I, even in this, is that, number one, I have to trust God, right? God is a provider. And I, and I think we get caught up in the comfortability of where we are, but don't ever think through, like, where we could be, mm-hmm. right? And so I got to get out of that mindset of, okay, this was comfortable, but where else can I be? Mm-hmm. And, and I think other people can see it greater than you can see it in a moment. So you got to kind of, like, faith Faith is pretty much what you can't see. So you mm-hmm. kind of got to blindfold, take that leap, and be like, mm-hmm. all right, God, you know what I mean? That what you said, faith over fear, right? Right. And the other part is that I saw the, um, a post, and it was like, you know, we're not going to suffer five days of the week to live for the weekend Mm -hmm. like I want to live every day to my fullest potential and not be like I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I don't feel like doing (laughs) this you know what I mean like I want to live to my fullest potential every single day of my life like and not be bogged down by stuff that I don't want to do Mm -hmm. I think that we especially when you don't have to and I don't think nobody has to be bogged down with stuff that they don't want to do but you know we have to figure out an outlet in a creative way to do what we want to do right and that's true so that's where I'm at. So that's my story. I got other stories I could tell, but I'm <laughs> the biggest one. Um, but Donna, tell me your story. It's been a, it's been a little over a month. What's been going on? So um, it's been a little bit over a month, and a lot of the things that you said kind of resonated in with what I've been kind of doing too, or going through within this month as well. Um, and, and you you know we talk about faith over fear. Um, and another thing that I always say, and is at the beginning of one of my favorite Monica songs, "Still Standing," she says. Um, mama always told me you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Right. Um, so we say it in different ways, but sometimes it just resonates a little bit differently Mm -hmm. when you say it different ways. Um, and, and the comfortability part. So let me just tell you, I feel like I've been very comfortable for a long time. Um, and the craziest thing is that while you're kind while you have quit your job, I'm contemplating getting a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has been heavy on my mind because we stopped recording in... And we ain't never here to train right. that loud. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, we start recording in October, I believe. November. Or November, mm-hmm. right. Um, around my birthday. So, obviously, you know, a birthday is a new, you know, you turn a new leaf, another trip around the sun, and then New Year's comes. So, at the end of the year, I'm always doing a lot of reflecting. Um, so, my the story that I'm going to tell is basically my, you know, my kind of transition into the new year. Let me tell y'all, I was not feeling it. I was not. I was... I was down, like, about my job, about just, you know, the pandemic, about a lot of stuff that was going on in the world I was was just down about. And when I tell you maybe the 31st or the 30th, um, I transitioned over to, to like, realize that, you know, I'm comfortable and I want to do so much more. So what I've been doing is I've been looking and exploring other options, right? Because I'm comfortable, right? We're so comfortable. We're sitting here, um we're used to it. I can do, I can do my job with my eyes closed, um, you know, without sight. So I want to do other things with faith at the forefront versus just doing things that are easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, a not, not a lot has changed since November for me other than kind of like my mindset. Like I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of action. And, and the thing about me is y'all know, I'm not one to tell my business. So, <laughs> um, I'm doing a lot of things kind of like behind the scenes that I'm not necessarily like, putting out there but just know that I'm making myself uncomfortable because I've been comfortable for so long um and shout out to Sarah because she be on my line like did you do this did you do that and I'm like I'm normally the one that's (laughs) asking you um but again I feel like other people see so much in you that you don't necessarily see um 
and I've been also, I guess it would be more my truth. So I'm gonna hold out on one of the truths that I've seen about myself, but, um, I'm really getting out of the comfortable stage. And again, I've been working on stuff, y'all, I am. But you know, this is the first episode. So let me live and not really like really telling a story because <laughs> ain't nothing been going on for real. You know? Well, I, I think that in, in Donna, you know, is real modest and, and kind of to her. I ain't gonna say modest. I think it's more so you're just private. Um, but Donna is doing something that I've always wanted Donna to do. Donna is a very good organizer and Donna is a very good therapist. And I think... What she's doing, and I and I know I won't say what she's doing because she didn't share it. But what she's doing is something I've been wanting her to do for a long time, and I didn't even know that she was. She's so secretive that I didn't even know she was doing it on the low. <laughs> she just happened to be like, "Well, I did do that," and I'm like, "Well, when was you gonna say something?" But anyway, when she does launch it, um, know that I'm gonna be the biggest one hyping it up because it's something that I I have been wanting her to do, and I think it'll be helpful to a lot of people. And I think mm-hmm. she has a niche or a a, a certain type of person that she's going to be able to really help with what she's doing so i'm looking forward to that launch right and um, it's not and it's not really a secret y'all i promise it's not it's just really that sometimes when i think about myself i don't even think like and we talk about this all the time like we don't talk and if i don't write it down i'm just like i forgot oh yeah i was <laughs> doing it mm-hmm. um but everything i do is for the service of people it's for the service of children so children can have access okay we have to have access so um and you know, I'll I'll um I'll let y'all know that um there is an Instagram page for um for um some things that I'm working on. And one of the Instagram pages that you guys can go and follow is um Black Therapy Advocate. Um no spaces, no dashes, nothing like that. It's just Black Therapy Advocate on Instagram. Um follow that page. Um it's a little bit, you know, it's new, it's a little bit un- under construction. I think I started it maybe in like May or something. Um so yeah, yo, I got I'm working. I'm trying, but it's it's a process. I've given myself a lot of grace because of the pandemic and because I graduated in 2020 and stuff. But you know, we gotta we gotta I gotta start getting back into things now. So that's my story. <laughs> okay. So Donna, that's our personal stories. But as we look at what has happened, um, even in the past two days. Like, what has happened. I think that we need us to speak to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if... I mean, everybody knows what's going on, but we're talking about what happened at the Capitol yesterday. Uh, it was yesterday or the day before yesterday? day before yesterday? I the day before so. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, when we saw white supremacists, mm-hmm. you know, white people take over the Capitol in a way that was a terrorist attack. Right. They terrorized the, the Capitol. They got into Nancy Pelosi's office and other people's offices. They, their their uh, white privilege and white supremacy was on full display uh, two days ago. And we watched it with our black eyes and, and with our black selves had to watch white people um, do what only white people can do. And so um, let's speak to that a little bit, Donna, how you feel about it. You know, what, what were your thoughts going on while you were watching it? And then I'm going to tell you what I, I, the exercise I did with a client. Um, they kind of help both of us in that moment. So, initially, it was it was like unbelievable. I'm th- I was definitely thinking like this could this can't be happening. Like, really? So it, it it took a little second. Like, oh no, people are really posting this. Like, you know how people sometimes post stuff and it's just like this is not true. It was really you know turn on CNN. This is this is real news. Um. So initially, I definitely didn't believe it. But once I sat with it, you realize that it's nothing, it's nothing that we should be surprised about anymore, right? Um, as black Americans, as African Americans, um, as colored people, um, what what have you, I'm not surprised. And I'm not surprised for multiple reasons. Um, obviously, history, slavery, like we know what we've gone through. We know what we've been gone through, though we've made minimal progress. You know, we, we live in this world. So we, we've come across a lot of these things, living in urban areas, um, you know, servicing people of urban and urban communities, but also in other communities. Um, so so I wasn't, my, my shock turned into like, okay, like kind of like unfazed, like, yeah, I, mm-hmm, I'm sure this is happening. But then it turned into like anger and then it turned into like sad. Like I, we talked, I think the morning mm-hmm. after and you were saying how you were angry 
But I was sad. Like, my anger literally turned into sadness. Like, we have to wake up and navigate in this world. Just, and even today, like, I was having a good day today. Um, you record on Fridays. Um, so I was having a fairly good day today. But in the back of my mind, it's just like, I can still, like, you know, and I had to allow myself to still have a good day today, even though my emotions are all over the place about, you know, the world we live in. And, uh, and I think, and, and some people cannot think about it. And, but it's just, it's just so much. And then dealing with President Trump, sometimes I don't even like to like get into it. I know you are a lot more into politics <laughs> than I am, but it's just like, like baffling, but I would definitely like to you know what you think because because you're so much you know more into it and more. Um, for me, I think I want I always want to know how people process these things, but I feel like for you it's more about like the details of the specifics of you know mm -hmm. what's going on in the world, what's going on in politics, in our government, in our leadership, especially you know as a leader. Like, how do you look at you know someone, all these leaders? who are saying and doing these types of things um, and then, you know, wanting to be more into politics. Like, how does that, how, how does that resonate with you? Okay. Um, so, so I watched it, right? When I first cut the TV on, it was kind of like a, yo, what are they doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a day, like, at first. And, and my dad and, and my family were actually coming in the door. And I'm like, yo, dad, like, look at this. Like, yo, they really are storming the Capitol, right? And then as for hours, as we watched it, right? And there were hours. I'm watching people climb on walls. Hmm. I'm watching white people tear down windows. I'm watching white people sit at Nancy, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's desk. Feet right? up. Feet, Feet up. up. Like, I'm watching... Police officers take selfies with them. I'm watching a cop, Capitol Police, I don't know who, D.C. Police, helping the lady down the steps, ask, asking, asking, not demanding, asking them to leave. Um, so, so that turned my, yo, look at them, turned into, yo, look right. at them. Like, it's something that I know down the day, me and you can never do, right? Never. Never do. And it's almost as if you never forget where you were on 9-11. Mm -hmm. You'll never forget, you know, certain things. I'll never forget where I was when Obama won. You know, certain things in history. I'll never forget where I was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> it's, it's certain things you'll right. never forget. I'll never forget what I watched two days ago. Right? I'll never forget that I was in my living room and I cut the TV on and could not believe what I saw. Um, so my anger and my rage was that, you know, I saw this, but then people were trying to compare it to Black Lives Matter. And it's like, no... We're actually marching. When we go to our protest, Donna, when we went mm -hmm. to the protest, we were actually marching for something. Somebody lost their life. Right. An innocent man lost his life. Right. Right? With somebody had, had their knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Right. When we went to go to the protest for the schools, it's because there are racist white teachers and there are racist systems. And even when I was in elementary school, I was told, pulled into a room by white professionals at the school and ex where I lived at because they felt like my black self I almost said something else <laughs> did not belong at that school right so we're fighting a system right you guys what are you fighting for because the person that y'all love lost right because there's going to be a black woman as the vice president like what system are y'all fighting right and how y'all fighting it right or because, because y'all lost right y'all feel like y'all are about to lose y'all grip on power that's white supremacy Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where my rage came in. Like, don't even try to say anything about what we did for George Floyd and and who outside and, uh, and everybody Brianna. The comparison and Tatiana. Like, don't say you know. Like, we're not even going to do that, right? What happened yes two days ago was complete craziness, right? Mm -hmm. And and for the people that were like they were protesting, no, we were protesting. They were rioting. They were right. terrorists, right? They they were saying this is a revolution, right? They, they were aggressive they were like that is nothing that you know we do as we march for injustices where was the injustice what injustice was right was, were they there was a for? fair election trump lost and it is what it is and but because white people who feel like they are entitled to power don't know how to act when they're when they the thought of even them losing the power that they have mm -hmm. comes into play um you, we saw it in slavery was about to be abolished, right. right? We saw it with the civil rights movement. We saw it with Jim Crow, right? We saw, we we have seen this play out in history. Right, time and time again. You know what's right. so crazy to me is that 
I feel like they're like, just like, you know, Donald Trump do. I feel like they're throwing tantrums because they feel threatened. But the fact is the matter is that we have so long to go before <laughs> white people will be threatened in America. Let's <laughs> like, will real. they ever be threatened? Where when? How? <laughs> who? What? Right. Really? Let's be real clear right. that y'all ain't threatened. Right. No, it don't matter if Biden won or Trump won. Y'all still have privilege and y'all are not threatened. Y'all right. y'all are not walking in. Y'all not black. Y'all not colored. Y'all don't have to deal with what we deal with, with any at of it. all. At, at, at no point. At any point. You know, if even if Trump would have won again, even with Biden winning, I'm still black in America. It's, right. I'm still a black woman in America. So my fight is going to be even harder because I'm a right. black woman. Like, no, mm -hmm. I don't care. Even with, with, with Vice President Harris being in office, like, yeah. <laughs> and they're mm -hmm. going to give her hell, too. Right. And I also think, like, I think, you know how we feel like Donald Trump, he came in and was all over the place and made it easier for people to show their racism and to show their discrimination and, and display all of, you know, their negative beliefs that they had in they, deep down inside of them. I feel like it's a possibility that because we had Vice President um harris that they'll feel like mm -hmm, okay and like kind of like i'll show you it doesn't matter if she black or if she colored if she's a woman we don't care i think that you know mm -hmm. white people may very well feel like i'm still going to show you mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because the audacity right. we already know it was on sale this year it was right. 399 <laughs> it was giving it out for free it's you the know. audacity, and it's been the audacity, right? The audacity to think that me and my crew can roll up on the Capitol and 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 terrorize it and and bust and on the floor, like where they were actually voting it. Y'all bust, like that's audacity one on one, and that's saying that you don't have any fear of any repercussions. Right, it, it is. And for me, you know, a person who you know is interested in the criminal justice system is like, wow. Where is the just mm -hmm. wow? Like wow to the responses, wow mm -hmm. to the consequences, mm -hmm. wow to all of that, and, and wow to the people that are now saying, "Oh, separate me from him." Like y'all have four years to separate yourself from him. Like we don't, I don't Betsy DeVoe and all them that resigned yesterday. We don't care. Like we don't care. Like that means nothing. You know what I mean? And I think that even for people that that are now speaking out, and I and I like Megan McCain, right? I watch the V every day, like. And I like Megan McCain, but it's like, yo, you coming a little too late with it. Like, I don't know, like, the reality now is starting to set in for y'all, but it's just like, yo. Like, we've been saying this same stuff since mm -hmm. he got, a, since election night, since y'all right. nominated this fool mm -hmm. to, the, to the Republican Party to be on the ticket. Like, we've been saying this, and it's like, now, um, I think somebody posted it and said that chickens have come home to roost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is, right. it is what it is. Like, well. they're, they're coming home. And like this is what y'all wanted. Mm -hmm. This is what he perpetuated for four years. Right? Did y'all think? I think that they don't want it to reflect on them. Like, oh, okay, this is too much now. This is right. too much. This, you know. So now it was like, hmm, right? Like, me, nope, nope, uh, nope. Hold on nope. now. But what about all the other things? Y'all yeah. think y'all thought it wasn't going to keep on going and keep on going? Right. Like Lindsey Graham. Like we had a hell of a ride, but now I got to separate myself from. Like you, bro. So that's my that's my take on it. My thought on it. I, you know, I am. Um, Definitely, uh, I love politics. I love I love this stuff. I come watch CNN kind of all day. I know I hate to like watch my intake because I don't want to be angry every day I wake up. <laughs> right. You know, every day you wake up is like, oh, this is really the reality. Like, and I think the next day after that, I woke up like, yo, did I really watch what I watched the day before? Was it a dream? Yeah, like was it a dream or was that reality? You but one thing I did, I had a therapy session yesterday with a client, and she was telling me how upset she was about the situation. And um, we did a we did a thing. We processed it out. Like, mm -hmm. what about it made you angry, right? What about it made you upset? So, so I think when we did that, we were able to narrow down our feelings, like mm -hmm. because it what about it that made me upset, Donna, was that I watched white people do what I know we couldn't do, mm -hmm. and our fight is so much more important, right? Right. And I don't want to take away their thing. If they think it's important, they think it's important. But we're literally dying. Right. Or they can just look at it to see the people, the colored people who have tried to do anything right. even slightly right. close to that. And could not. And could not. And got killed. Or, and so or that's what where my anger came in. Right. Because it's like, it's not a fair system. This is America and it's not a fair system. Right. Mm -hmm. No matter what, no matter 
oh, let's unify. Oh, let's bring together. Like, we will never be together because of that. Because right. they get treated differently. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's what made me angry. So I don't know if you want to take a minute just to think about what bothered you the most about that and kind of narrow it down so that we won't be so overwhelmed by all of our feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my anger, again, came from from the of course the fairness right part of it but it was like like the consequences like all right they did it all right they did it the, the, maybe the reaction wasn't what i wanted with the cops and the secret service or whomever right all right but afterwards you telling me that this is video this is on tape we are watching this live news and where are the consequences right and not to say that they won't roll them out who knows if something gonna happen down I, mean, I think the line. a few of them got arrested today but a few. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so I think my anger came from convictions. Th- them not having consequences. Um, because I feel like if you don't have consequences for your negative actions, then we know what's going to happen. If you don't have consequences, then you know that you're going to do it again and again and again and again, which has been happening through time because, again, white people get lesser consequences than black people anyway. But I think it was that made me angry. And then what made me sad was just the fact that we have to witness this. Like, like, you know, my son's school sent out, you know, three little memos. They're they're saying, like, hey, counselors are available. Like, the fact that, like, my child has to, you know, they talking in Zoom meetings, you know, I mean, in school, and they're talking about it. I think those are things that, like, kind of made me sad about it is that they have to process these emotions, too. You know, mm-hmm. we're adults, and, you know, we might can handle it a lot more than they can, but it's sad to think that these children have to look and watch white people do these things mm-hmm. and 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 i think that like maybe they're gonna grow up just thinking these things are normal but honestly at this point it is so like yeah, we weren't shocked i don't think that right. i don't think shock was ever an emotion like, right, I, think was right. I thought it was fake that was my, my shockness <laughs> was from thinking it was fake y'all not that like oh my gosh i can't believe no it was like this fake like they this fake news mm-hmm. but yeah I think those are my two emotions and where they actually came from. Cause okay. you're right. We definitely don't do a lot of that. Like where do you, where does this, you know, mm-hmm. specific emotion come from? Right. And I think that even in any situation, I think that when you think about specific emotions, like when you process, like, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Right. Like this is the feeling, but what about the situation is making me feel that way? I think that when we start processing things out like that, um, you know, and actually living in it. And I, and I think I made a video about it the other day on Dare to Hope's page. Like, I think we try to pass by um, emotions and feelings and, and events in our lives so quickly, but we don't take time to really process what we're actually going through. And I think when you sit and process it, it helps you heal. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you'll know what the feeling is and what you need to address. Right, for sure. So, I mean, there's other stuff we can talk about too, but I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Sullivan dropped today. Ooh, she did. We are both fans. I think you're a little bit bigger fan than I am. Yes. My, I went to my first Jasmine Sullivan concert by myself. My first concert by myself was a Jasmine Con- Con- Sullivan concert. For real? And I went back two weeks later. By yourself again? No, I took my, my friend with one oh. this time. But I'm like, listen, I go again. Like, it was... <laughs> It, right I got TLA I, standing up in all. I got mad in the car the day I was transporting one of my kids back to the facility, and, and she didn't know who Jasmine Sullivan was, and I just was like, I was appalled. Like, you sing, I would have sing a song like you know. I was like, you don't know, but she went to the car. Right? Like, like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> don't disrespect Jasmine. Right? Like, but you know, Jasmine low key. First of all, shout out to the Philly joint, Jasmine Sullivan, Philly's <laughs> very own. Okay. Um, but you know, she low key. She come out with an album and then she disappear and live her life. So right. she don't be out here in these, you right. know, in these streets she at doesn't. all. But yes, her her album is not an album because she did make that clear. It's a project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Hotels. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, hotels, like a hotel, like a like a building or a hotel, like like. I think a, it's like hotels, like you tell, like you telling, like like a person that's the hoe. Telling, telling the story yes okay because i was thinking hotels like i don't know you were thinking hotels like the building <laughs> shut up <laughs> no but i was just thinking like i don't know i don't know i was thinking it might have been a play on words type of thing but she okay. don't you know i don't know but i love me some jasmine i was a little bit disappointed because it was only seven songs but you know i'll wait for the album sis i think i think that um i i love an album that um tells the truth Right, mm-hmm. I, you know, what I mean, I don't mind saying anything, um, but I like an album that tells the truth, and I also like I like I, I like songs that tell stories. 
Yes. And I think Jasmine is a good storyteller. Very. Um, and I think she's real. And I think that a lot of the music that she puts out is so relatable. And it's like, you know, even stuff that we don't may not tell each other. It's like, damn, I remember, you know. Right. Like, I remember oh, I did something like that. Right. So, yeah. So, um, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan on this Philly joint Friday. Yes, Philly joint Friday out here. We drop um, on Monday, but today Friday, y'all. It's Philly so joint Friday. <laughs> right. Um, um, which yeah. one was this song? You like Which this one was my song? Which, let me say which song I can relate to. I, I can, the whole album is, you know. If we're going to call it Spade a Spade, the whole album is kind of relatable, right? Yeah. Um, but the song that stood out to me the most was um, Put It Down. And, right? That's the name of it? Mm-hmm. Put It Down. And she tells a story of when she was in a relationship and it revolved around sex. And she did a lot for the person, right? Because of the sex. And I think that I was in a space where I found myself doing it um, because of sex. But I think that on the other side of that, looking back now, to see how much growth and what you won't tolerate and what you won't do um, and what you won't put up with, I think that I have grown a whole lot from that pain and that hurt. And I talk a lot about that relationship because that relationship led me to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. That that relationship kind of, though it probably hurt the most, it saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about saving my life, not in the, in the sense that I was going to die, but the sense that I wasn't living. Right. Like, because a big part of that relationship, I was legit living for him mm-hmm. and what he wanted and how to make him happy because mm-hmm. of what I thought was making me happy. Right. And it wasn't. Like, it was temporary fulfillment. But in the long run, I can't, I can look back and say I, like, legit hated who I was in that relationship mm-hmm. because I let a lot of stuff happen that should not have happened. Right. Right. And, Je- listen, Jasmine tells some stories, Okay. Cause she definitely when I when I listen to the song, you know, I might have thought of you too. Like, oh, oh, so you guys was like, oh, oh yeah, like, I sound like Sarah. I sound like, I sound like that. <laughs> but no, Jasmine, listen, Jasmine hit it. Um, so what song is the most relatable to you? So you you kind of tried to call me out earlier, like because something. Donna was like, because we had this conversation earlier, and I was like, well, ain't none of them songs. <laughs> I can't like none of them songs. And I'm like, I'm sis, saying, you know, sis. It's a couple that I can pinpoint <laughs> some names to now. You know, um, so this is the craziest thing is that she does have an a interlude called Donna's Tale. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I think not that I necessarily like relate to Donna's Tale, but I agree with Donna's Tale. Like I agree with it. Um, in that situation, she was basically saying how, um, again, we talk about hotels, y'all. So we talk about sex. How people use, how women use sex to get what they want out of their husbands or their significant other. Um, and, and how things are in exchange, right? So we, so, you know, maybe society would say like, oh, if you have sex for money, then you're a hoe mm-hmm. or a prostitute, whatever, right? But the reality of the situation, Donna was telling the tale saying that, <laughs> um... You might do something for your husband, for your significant other or whatever, because you know that if you do that, that you can go and ask for something or, you know, that then they're more likely to do something or give you something. Um, and, you know, men are that way, you know, men are sexual beings so or, or women, either or. Um, so, so yeah, that, that happens. So I definitely um, love Donna's Tell, but the relatable song is definitely um, Girl Like Me by her. And I feel like. Um, parts of the song more so because I feel like I'm that good girl in the song she talks about you know basically she say hoes be winning like a good girl ain't you know nice guys finish last just like that that saying goes it's like she's a good girl but he's not choosing her so the um the girl she she I'm gonna be a hoeding like, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to make a hoe out of me because you're choosing a hoe, so maybe hoes be winning, so let me just go and be a hoe. And and I watched an interview that Jasmine said, and she was like, I don't really know what a hoe is these days, so, you know, I ain't calling no hoe. Whatever y'all think is a hoe is a hoe. I don't really know these <laughs> days either. But um, I definitely think I, I've thought of myself, like, before, like, I'm the good girl, you know, good girls finish last, just like good guys finish last. And, and I think we all get that mentality sometimes, and we can be honest and be like, man... You know, it is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we get that way when we try. And, and we know we're good girls. Like, we know that. And I know that guys know what it is when they're dating women like us. Mm-hmm. Right? But whatever you choose to do is what you choose to do. But I feel like sometimes we do get in a mindset where it's like, man, 
these hoes. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, you, y'all gonna do you, we gonna do us. Like, right. and we, and we, we are capable of doing us. But I right. think the choice is that we don't want to be that right. woman. We don't, don't want to do that. Right. Like, I don't want to be out here. We, we could, but I don't want to be. So right. it's like, you know, but to the, to that fact, like, is it yeah. winning over there? Because, right. You know, like, you know what I mean? But so, yeah, that, listen, I'm, y'all know, well, y'all probably don't know, but when I like an album, like, I will run it to the ground, so yeah, it's going to like five it's gonna be on repeat, repeat, add it to my, you know, Tiana Taylor, Queen Naja, uh, Monica, little, you know, little, mm-hmm. uh, playlist, but yeah, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan, if you haven't listened, she out on all platforms, yes, I'm shouting her out because I love me some Jasmine, mm-hmm. and if you so happen to be listening, girl, <laughs> hey, Philly's very on, okay? Right. So, I think that we've gotten our stories out. I think those are the top things we wanted to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to share, story-wise? Uh, no. I think we did. I think that was it, y'all. Okay. All right. So, let's jump into our next segment. Don't believe the hype. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype. Good. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Good. Don't yeah. believe the hype. Go ahead, Donna. Talk about what you, me and you were discussing uh, right before we started the show. So before we started, we were talking about um, something that I saw. And we probably, I'm sure we mentioned it before. um, Because it's something that we both believe in very, very heavily about, you know, being therapists, being leaders, um, and and whatever you do. Because I'm sure a lot of people that listen to us are leaders in their jobs. um, Whether you're a supervisor or in a leadership position, a therapist, um, a teacher, um, you know, we know that they, they have a lot of duties on them right now. Um, or a parent, if you're a leader in your home, right? Every leader, every therapist needs a therapist and needs somebody, some credential qualified person other than a friend, family, um, or, or associate to talk to, especially right now. And I was looking at something online earlier and it was basically saying, like therapists, um, y'all good because we we're dealing with everyone everyone else, and that's what we that's what we do. We work in service. We know that, but right now, what we've been dealing with, especially black therapists, therapists, you got a therapist, right? <laughs> if not, sis, bro, go get you one. Mm-hmm. So so don't believe the hype that a therapist, that a leader, that someone that you look up to, a mentor that you think they got it all together. Don't have a therapist. Don't have another person over them. Don't have a mentor. You think me and Sarah just be talking to each other? No, we got to talk to somebody <laughs> else, okay? Y'all got to hear these problems. <laughs> Y'all going to catch this. I know my big sisters and my, you know, my mentors probably get sick of my shenanigans. But it's like, listen, talk me through this because, right. like, uh, you, you know. <laughs> right, you know. You know better than I know. So talk me through this. So I think that it's, it's imperative that, you know, anybody... I think everybody needs a therapist, period. But for the therapist to have a therapist, for the pastor to have a therapist, for anybody that's in leadership that has to guide people, right? That has to lead or guide people, needs somebody that they can talk to. And you're doing yourself a disservice to think that you don't need a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. I was, um, I had a debate with one of, um, uh, one of the people that I know. And I just was like, yo, what you put out there was not okay, right? Mm-hmm. About not needing a therapist. Like, because honestly, you need a therapist too. Like, don't say, don't get up there and make statements that this diminish therapy when we know that people, all people need a therapist. Whether they, they say depressed, they need a therapy? A therapist? It was, it was a, like, a thank God I don't need a therapist. Oh. And it's like, yo, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> like, don't that say ain't that. It. Right. Like, yeah, that ain't it. Like, and, and, and even with me not being technically in therapy at the moment, I need a therapist. Like, mm-hmm. I need and, and and thank God that I have people in my life who are older than me that have their credentials and who are therapists that I can talk to and not necessarily be in a therapy session, but get that information still. Right. So so I don't want anybody to ever look down or think that therapy is something that other people need. Like, don't other right. therapy. Like, therapy is for everybody. Right, it is. Don't other. I'm about to put that on a shirt. Don't other therapy. Right. Let me write it down so I won't forget. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because it, it made me think, like, you know, as we are peers, how many times you say to me, especially recently, Sarah be Sarah be telling me this, y'all. She'd be like, Well, as a did you did you look at this this 
Put your therapist hat on. Listen, she'd be like, put your therapist hat on. I'm like, but this is not therapy. This is like, this is my personal life. And like, as if my personal life. (laughs) And it's so funny because I tell people all the time, like, they be like, I'm like, if I'm asking somebody something or if I'm, if I'm maybe seeing like I'm badgering somebody, I'm like, I'm not trying to like therapy you. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to, I'm not, but it is who I am because, you know, I think, I think I was a therapist before I was a therapist. So let's just, let's just put it out there. I feel like it was in me before I -hmm. did it. So... Because of that, I feel like it's just who I am. But also because, you know, obviously people know that I'm a therapist, they're like, I feel like I got to sometimes put up a disclaimer. Like, I'm not trying to therapy you, but Sarah always got to tell me, like, did you put your therapy hat on? Because, (laughs) and I'd be looking like, okay, let me, let me act like I know because mm-hmm. I might I might see the signs or you know all all of because the especially when we when we don't want to see stuff right right when we don't want to see stuff we kind of and not even forget we just neglect to pick up that therapy hit and it's right. like sis right you, put it on like right. we ain't gonna let this situation not cause you to remember who you was we sat in school for two years like right exactly you ain't and I be having to tell Sarah listen I'm like listen Sarah I'm telling you this because <laughs> I know that I know that I know. But I know that I need this there, like you know, I need somebody to hear me to 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 bring it back to me. And mm-hmm. you know, if you tell, I mean, not to say that your regular friends that aren't therapists don't know or can't, you know, regurgitate it back to you in a certain way. But you know, I need to tell my therapist this so <laughs> she could tell me what you know what it really is is something that I might overlook because you know I got the little rosy glasses on or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I guess our our myth would be that you know. Therapy is for everybody, and that yes. the leader, the therapist, the person that guides, the person that serves, needs somebody they can also share with, right? And, and, and kind of release mm-hmm. to. And I want to add to you'll that, go crazy, right? You you will. Um, a couple of maybe a couple of months ago, me and Sarah, uh, well, I remet, and Sarah met um somebody who I used to um I met a couple of years ago in criminal in a criminal justice when I used to work in a criminal justice field and she actually has um a nonprofit that is uh the mission is to provide support to mental health professionals and the Instagram page is the dot heart dot two dot heal. Um so go to that page if y'all need if, you know the therapist. Um sorry y'all I'm probably talking fast. The dot heart dot two dot heal. Um, and I, it, it reminded me that we talk, that we talking about it now. I'm definitely going to hit her up. Um, and you know, maybe she'll be a guest, um, get some, get some I did resources tell her, from no, her. No, I did tell her she was going to be on the You told her? Yeah. Um, she had, she had answered one of my questions that I posted and I was oh. like, oh, be on the, um, we could talk about this. You on posted the it on your personal page. On my personal oh, page. Oh, I said, I ain't seen nothing on that. Yeah, on, my personal um, page. Yeah. therapy. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, her name is Mackenzie. So, um, follow that page y'all. Um, cause that is definitely, um, a good resource. I'm going to have to hit her up because you know us mental health professionals out here mm-hmm. <laughs> we we need it too we need somebody right and for sure. sure that's dope so we want to make sure that we are connecting y'all with her and she's definitely going to be one of our guests um on the podcast soon. this season yeah this for season. sure um so that's our myth so donna this is your favorite 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 segment <laughs> truth is recognized in yourself as a truth recently okay uh tell me about it i think i said this truth before but i it's just like a constant i hate waiting i hate uh-uh, uh-uh, wait but i'm gonna it. come with another one but All let right, me just tell y'all why i hate waiting tell us about your impatience like yo like i hate the fact i took pictures today and i hate the fact that i gotta wait for them to edit them like <laughs> i hate the fact that you know you submit something and i know that you would you i was dealing with my tests my license exam stuff this week and mm-hmm. dealing with hearing back from this person that I'm, I want to work with. Um, so it was like, you know, it was just, it's just, I hate, like, it's something but inside what, of like, me. Like, so I get being impatient. Like, I get it's not even impatient, impatient, but like, what? It's like, I be trying to figure it out. Like, can like, I help you? Like, can I help you do this? Like, it's like, do you feel like anxious? Like, do you feel like, like I just be wanting it done? Like, what's taking y'all so long? We don't live in a popcorn microwave right, world, but it's like, but it's like, can I help y'all? Like, what can I do to help? Like, I feel like when I can't help, it might be a situation. So I don't know. But that's one. That's one of my truths. Like, that's still gonna be probably a truth. I want to work. I want to work on it for real, for real. But mm-hmm. like, that's something that I really hate. Write hate that waiting. on your uh, 2021 goals list and make sure you write that down so you can talk about it with your therapist. Why you hate waiting <laughs> and why you so impatient? Yeah. Why do I hate waiting? So that's one thing that I've learned. Um, 
what is another truth, Donna? You be having all the truths. This this just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of of how I can say this correctly. I realized that when I write stuff down, I get it accomplished. But let me just say this: no, because I've written stuff down. I I have checked stuff off of my whiteboard that I wrote down a year ago, just this week. What I realize is that when I am uncomfortable, I do better. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So because you uncomfortable, because I knew I quit like, my job. Get to it. Because I quit my job, I'm like, oh, I gotta be honest. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. So this stuff that has literally set on my board. I mean, Donna, it said mental health clothing line. It said website. It said LLC. It said all these things. It said that you've done in two days. <laughs> Listen, when sis get to it, she get to it. When I tell you, what we, how many days we are into twenty twenty one? Seven, eight, seven, eight days. Eight and she had that stuff on her whiteboard for how long? A year. But I ain't gonna tell y'all that I was there like a planner like two years ago. You did. And so so it's not about me right now. It's not about what you did. (laughs) I'm just saying she don't be listening. So what I realized is that when I am uncomfortable, and this goes to everybody that is comfortable with being comfortable, when I am uncomfortable, I work. And so that's the truth that I realized, Donna. So I hate waiting. Mm -hmm. And that I'm also very productive when I am in an uncomfortable state. Mm-hmm. What's your truth? That was good. Um, so it's funny that you talked about, you know, not not wanting to wait and, and being impatient because I find myself being patient mm-hmm. um, and being patient and waiting for things, wh- whatever it may be, right? But realizing that sometimes... It can translate to, it, it translates into a negative because I feel like it get you get comfortable in waiting, right? So like, you know, yours was like waiting for pictures or, or waiting to do certain things, right? But you get comfortable because you know that you can wait. So for me, it's like, I'm, I'm a patient person. I'm like, okay, I'll wait, you know. If I'm waiting for somebody or if I'm waiting for, you know, something, I realize things take time. Mm-hmm. We in COVID, you know, we've been waiting for packages. Packages is missing. Like, I could be patient with people, especially, you know, I'm a therapist. We are we are understanding. But I feel like sometimes we're too under. Like, our patience and our, you know, our love and our understanding turns into something that's crippling, right? So it's like, okay, I'm being patient with stuff. No, get on it make people move faster like like this is your life you can't just allow things to just like you know not checking on it that um whatever paperwork and stuff mm-hmm. you was waiting on like no at some point yes you can be patient but at the same time I actually go ahead you need to put what they say putting foot on foot feet on next all 2021 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. put your foot like you have to I, I realize that my patience can sometimes be crippling to me um in, in certain situations um, I let my, I'm so understanding things happen, you know, take your time. The world is in shambles. Mm-hmm. I, I allow it to cripple me and realizing it, like it, even the grace that I've, I've given myself, right. You know, I graduated in May. That was a long time ago. We about to be in May again, for real, for real. So I feel like I let that cripple me, but go ahead. Cause I feel like you wanted to say something. I was going to ask you something, but I can ask you later. Okay, good. Cause I don't want to play you on air. Who uh, not play me. Well, I don't think you did it. So I don't want to. Actually, okay, cool. Because I probably um, didn't. I know, but it's a realization. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, on my 2021 goals list, um, to to kind of navigate that that patience versus understanding versus you know mm-hmm. allowing it to cripple me in certain situations. So that's my truth. I think that was a good one, y'all. I think that was my best one yet. <laughs> I also think to add to that, like that patience part in it, like kind of understanding yourself. I think also what one of my truth is truth truths are is that I struggle with um worth and value like I know what I bring to the table right Mm -hmm. but it's always difficult when it comes down to like the money Mm -hmm. like I always get like a damn I wish I had somebody else to do this part for me Mm because it's like I don't like telling people how much Mm -hmm. um it is the truth and I want what I want I want my money but it's like I don't know Diana I always get this like feeling like 
That's yeah. why you got you got studded in stone. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's just part of having this. I'll, I'll email you the mm-hmm. the packet. Like that's what it is. Like, right. So I don't have to have that uncomfortable conversation. And maybe it's just that I don't like having uncomfortable conversations. But right. I do because I'm a therapist. I don't know. You do for other people, but I but not for myself. I've definitely seen you avoid uncomfortable situations and mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Conversations. But I can cause an uncomfortable situation in therapy to get to the bottom of to something. get to to get to the root. Right. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much we need. To apply our therapy hat, put your therapy hat on. Right, right, right. Therapy hat on Donna. Put your therapy hat on Sarah. Okay, we have to. We have to put our therapy hat. I'm right there on my 2021 list. Wait, put my therapy hat on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so two minute sessions. Ooh, let's get ready for our next segment: two minute sessions. I think this is the only one we didn't go over the day before we started the show. Right, we didn't. So we don't. We might not have a two-minute segment today. And I mean, we might not. We've been talking for almost an hour, y'all. So you know what we want to do? We want to. Um, I think we gave y'all a two-minute session though, when we talked about everything we need to work on with our therapy heads. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Our communication, our like activating who we are and what we need to do mm-hmm. in the moment. So. We'll be back with, uh, uh, we forgot about this little segment. It's cool. It's cool. We rusty. We said we rusty. I said in the beginning. Yeah, Give so a disclaimer. We good. We right. good. We good. Um, so let's jump into our last segment, which is you gonna nothing. Look at, you can look feel, at me. I'm about to say, that's, good. Our, um, our, feel good that's song. our last one. Yes. So me and Donna were talking about a feel good song of the week. And um, we were trying to figure out like where we were, like you know where we were. Do we, we want to play like a Black Power? Or do, you know what do we want to play? Is our feel good mm-hmm. song, and so we came to the conclusion that it should be Grandmaster Flash and um, I can't even think of the correct name. I want to say something else, but I know it's not the right name. Um, the message. So Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I believe it's five of them, not four, right? <laughs> well, that song, the message. <laughs> yeah, the Furious Five. Um, with the message. And I think that that's where we find ourselves at. Like, you know, we are close to the edge, but we're never going to fall mm-hmm. off. We're never going to jump off. We're never going to give up. Right. Um, but you know, don't push us. Don't push don't us. Don't push us. Cause we're kind of close to the edge right now. And even where we are in the state of America, we're close to that edge. And mm-hmm. you know, we don't, if we don't invite you to a conversation about race, don't try to spark. Right. One. Right. Like if we don't, we don't need your commentary at mm-hmm. this point. Like, you know, right. And I think our everyday is. people is trying not to lose it. Like right. we're trying not to lose it every day where, you know, we wake up and we encourage people to, to try to, to, to try. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do every day is try, try. Right. not to lose it. Right. Um, and if you get up and that's all you do, kudos. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's the crazy times that we're living in with COVID, with with everything else that's going on. Um, it's crazy times. So you know, y'all hold on to that. Yeah. Um, we all know that we are in the same. I guess we find comfort and peace in knowing that we're all kind of in the same boat, mm-hmm. and we're we're experiencing the same things. So again, thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of Black in Therapy. I'm Sarah Ashley, and I'm Donna, y'all. Y'all have a great week. Uh, our feel good song of the week will be Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. The message. So don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs>